<laughs> you got to take a stand somewhere. So we'll try to understand a little better over here today why it is that, uh, what does it mean that you can't take a shvua um, uh, uh, on a mitzvah? Why? So let's begin that little piece again. We're just going to finish it up today. 16b starts about five lines from the top. Rev Kahana Masna Amrav Gido Amravit Jui Master Amrav Gido Amashmu. It's a question of who said it. Menayin Shainish Boyin La Avarala Mitzvah. How do we know that you can't take an Ashwa to uh, um, go against the Torah? If you take a Shwa to go against the Torah, let's say you swear you won't eat matzah. And normally, let's say you swear you won't eat a piece of bread. You've had enough to eat, and they're bugging you to eat, and you say, that's it, I swear. He swears he's not going to eat. So then if he eats, he's going to transgress breaking his word. And we're going to whoop him for that. And in some circumstances, if he used Hashem's name, when he swore, he'll have to bring a korban. But what happens if he swears uh, that he's not going to eat that matzah? And when he eats the matzah, we don't whip him. It's not like he broke his oath for swearing, because you can't swear against a mitzvah. The oath never was binding. It never took place. Uh, but we're saying that if you use the word neder, that it does take place. And the question is, what is the difference between a neder and a shvua? So um, let's read the words. How do you know that the, uh, if you swear uh, to not to do a mitzvah or to do a mitzvah, the oath will not uh, get you. You have to be careful when you say words not to let those words be profaned. Your words, you're not allowed to break your words, but but if your words go against God's words, so there's no problem in breaking those words. So, well, why is there a difference between the two types of vows? By a neder, it says, so the more answers, ishki yider neder lashem. Because a neder, lo yachodvorov, it says, even when you take a vow to Hashem, by a neder, it would apply. So the more says, well, wait a second, Why don't you, you could argue if that's the reason, by a shvu also it says, lo yachodvorov. So really, they're both equal in that regard. So what is the difference between the two? A neder and a shvua, why one works uh, um, and a person will be guilty uh, uh, even if it's against the Torah, a neder does, and a shvua doesn't. So Abaye suggests, Amar Abaye had amar sukkah had amar shvua shul enem in a sukkah. The difference is uh, the, what the words that you say. When you say a neder, you're not saying, I'm not allowed to sit in a sukkah. You're saying, I forbid myself um, to benefit from the sukkah. You're allowed to forbid yourself. You're, you have the capability. You use the word a lie. You have the capability to forbid yourself to do something. And then if you forbid it and then you do it, you're, you've, you've, uh, you've made a sin. Whereas you don't have the ability to say that you're not obligated to go in a sukkah. So the Gemara wants to question just the wording of this. You don't have to go benefit from the sukkah. Let's say it's a shady day. You're not benefiting from the sukkah. It has to do with sitting. The more it's just focused on the words used. 
Okay. Let's see the Ran over here. Uh, the Well, actually I meant to do, let's see the Rashi. It's on the left side, three lines down um, on the left side of the wide lines. Those are the two. When we say you can make a neder on a mitzvah, you are forbidding an object to yourself. The key uh, you can do forbid yourself to an object. So, for example, even though your person is obligated to provide relations to the wife, you could forbid yourself. You're not forbidding yourself to her. You're forbidding it to yourself. Whereas when you say a, a word of shvua, there it won't work. Uh, if you say, um, why can't you use that word for a sukkah and say, I can't benefit from the sukkah? When you use the word a lie on me, that isn't a shvua, ela neder. That's a neder. The kiv and the komer a lie, because when you use the word a lie, a lie is always a neder. A neder has to do with you. The word a neder means I'm forbidding myself. You can always forbid yourself uh, to an object. All you can say is that I'm not allowed to go in the sukkah, and you are allowed. You can't forbid yourself to do a mitzvah. So this is the way the, the Mephorish, which is called Rashi, he's explaining it, that uh, uh, a neder is, um, you're forbidding, um, you forbid yourself. You say, it's on me. You, you, you're in control of yourself. You can forbid yourself. Whereas the shvua is not about forbidding yourself. It's about what something is. And you, you can't say it's forbidden for me to go in a sukkah. I'm permitted to go in the sukkah. You can forbid yourself to have a benefit. That's the way the Mephorish is explaining it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This idea of neder being a lie, mm-hmm. creating an iser for oneself. Is that the Kulei Alma, or is that this, just this parish? That's this parish, but it's, uh, um, I, it's pre- I think it's pretty much agreed. If you see the word a lie, that it's a, it's a neder. oneself, right? So the question here is, you can't, to, to say that the Torah doesn't obligate a person to go in a sukkah or to eat matzah or, or whatever it is, you can't change that. That's the, that, but you can say, I'm forbidden to do something. So really, you're not forbidden, uh, but w- once you put an oath on yourself, you can mess yourself up, so to speak. But you, you can't change the Torah, but you could mess yourself up. You, you know, you, normally you would have been able to sit in the sukkah without any problem. Now you've created a dilemma, but by doing the mitzvah of the Torah, you're going to be violating your word. The Torah says you, you have the ability to mess yourself. You can't change the Torah, but you do have the ability to get yourself in lots of trouble. 
That's the uh, that's the little bit from the Mefarish. Okay. Anyways, so we have this concept um, that you can't make a shvua to go against the Torah. You can't. Uh, the shvua won't be binding. So now the Gemara has a different question. We're starting three lines from the bottom. Um, is this the source? This pasuk in Bamidbar? I have another source that you can't make a shvua um, against the Torah. I would have thought if you swore, I ain't doing that mitzvah. And you ignored your oath. I would have thought you were in trouble. Talmud Lomar, as we turn to today's page. To do good or to do bad. Just like when you talk about doing good, it's got to be something optional. It, it, doing good means that you didn't have to do it, and you did it. <clears throat> also, when you choose to do something bad, it has to be optional, not something that you weren't allowed to do. This would exclude if you swear to ignore the mitzvah, like you swear you're going to kill someone. So, <laughs> and you don't do it, uh, we're not going to get you for not keeping your word. It's not up to you. So why do we have two psukim to say that if you take an oath against the mitzvah, it's not binding? The answer is, Sometimes, if you take an oath with Hashem's name, you'll have to bring an offering to atone for it. Uh, so over here, we're saying you don't have to bring an offering. And the other is to exclude you from the whooping, you know, from the lav. So basically, if he swears uh, he's going to kill someone and he doesn't kill him, we're not going to make him bring a korban or give him a whooping. If he uh, takes a netter uh, that says, uh, well, I don't know how you take a netter to kill someone. That's not going to work. Because a netter, again, is a lie. You're forbidding yourself. Right. But, uh, if so I, what is this referring to? Only a shvua? Only a shvua, yeah. Why do they even need to say that? We know that, right? Well, this is which, where do we know it from? That's the question. Yeah. Where, where do we know that you can't make a shvua against the Torah? Well, no, no, no. It's not a nice thing to do. But the question is, you did it. So our question is, he swore he's going to kill someone. Right. What do you mean you're going to kill someone? says you can't kill someone. So if so, he doesn't do it, we're not going to punish him. We're not going to punish him. That's, 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 that's what this is telling you. I'm thrown off a little bit because, again, if we say that a netter is creating an ista for oneself, how, what, what would that sound like? I forbid myself to eat matzo or sit uh, in the sukkah. Murder. Uh, we're talking about the murder. Yes, I don't know. I don't know how you could take a netter. Did it? Yeah. No, no. Right. So I, I don't know how you make a netter. Right. I don't know how the murder case works with a netter. I, I, I use the. the it's, an, it's, a, it's an action. It's an affirmative. Right. Right. But a netter is creating an abstention. Right. So. It has to be a tangible. It can't be, that's right. also true, but I'm just wondering, like, it's not, it comes across to me like it's not shy in the first place. Just the only in terms of the poetry. Um, if a netter is creating an issa. Right. So, uh, here, this is, put, making a statement to go and do something, that doesn't sound like creating an issa. So, you're, you're just asking on the mechanics of how to make a netter in a, for a positive way. If a
Um, kids, they always swear they're going to kill someone. If you hear their brothers and sisters, I'm going to kill you. I swear, you know, so that's, uh, uh, so, so that don't tell the kid, you know, <laughs> adults do that too. Okay. Right. So we tell the kid, by the way, the kid says, what do you mean? I promised I would do it. Don't worry. You don't got to keep that promise. Right. So, uh, but, uh, so you so the question though was, what if you made a netter that you're going to, so you're asking, what would that look like? Um, so you would say that it should be forbidden for me to... We'll have to see if we come up with a positive netter. We'll have to, I'm sure there is there's a way to do it, but, uh, um, but that's a side question, how to make a positive netter. But we're saying that a netter, the case that we had was to levato as a mitzvah. Uh, so, for example, um, you said that if I go in the sukkah, it'll be forbidden to me. There you have a positive mitzvah, and you forb- you said that if I go in the sukkah, I'll be forbid. I'll be. I forbid myself to go in the sukkah, right? It'll be forbidden to me uh, the the benefit of the sukkah. So then the Gemara said, sitting in the sukkah is not a benefit. So we're saying it to, it'll forbid to me to enjoy the hut, you know, or to. Uh, uh, so th- we were looking. That that was the example of a netter that we had was the sukkah. Okay. Stein? Yeah. So that being the case. Since he said, I'm going to go into the sukkah, I, I won't benefit from the sukkah. And we just said that mitzvahs aren't the benefit. So he's not going to get any benefit. He's going to do the mitzvah. He's going into Leshiba sukkah. And then when he's done with that, he leaves. So he doesn't linger longer or whatever. So he, Right. He got, so we had to change the words. He didn't swear he wouldn't benefit from the sukkah. He swore he wouldn't sit in the sukkah. That, that was okay. the change. So he swore I wouldn't sit in the sukkah. He goes and sits there. He's not forbidding a benefit. He's forbidding himself to sit in the sukkah. And, and let's say just an extension. Let's say in a case where uh, it's raining and people who normally would be putter from the sukkah, mm-hmm. and he went into the sukkah when it was raining. Right. Would he violate his his oath? <laughs> uh-huh. Right. So the the shmu, the the ned. You're, uh, so in other words, let's say he swore that he's not going in the sukkah. And we're saying it's not chal to be mevatel a mitzvah. But Richard is asking, well, what if there's no mitzvah? It's raining. So, um, I don't know. But the question is, will we whoop him for breaking his word? <laughs> so the only thing I would say is that he's swearing to be mevatel. Uh, he, is he swearing not, well, he, like we just said, he's swearing he's not going to go in there. And he, he went in there. That's a good question. And that's not considered going in when you think about it. Right, right. That's an interesting question. I'll have to think more about that. That Actually, might be that's different. What, is that the answer? Yeah, he, he's, he's just going good. outside. It happens to be there's a, a roof over his head. No, it's a yeah. no but we, we say the stire is not a sitting. That, that doesn't ah, qualify yeah. I was saying that wouldn't be called sitting in a sukkah. That might be called sitting in a hut, but it's not called sitting yeah. in so a... So he's agreeing with me then. Yeah. I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, okay. Okay, very good. Okay, so that's the, this, the end of this little piece, but it's, it comes up every now and then, uh, to this concept of swearing to be mevatol a mitzvah. It, the importance of it is, is that we should look at mitzvahs like we're obligated to do, just like we have to keep our word, uh, we accepted to do mitzvahs, that, that's also something that we're sworn to. We're sworn to do mitzvahs. Uh, it has that kind of power. Okay, new Mishnah. Yesh neder b'zog neder. This is, a, uh, again, it amazes me how many different concepts there are in the dorm. Uh, let's say you do a double header. You swear something twice. So, is the second one mean anything? It's 
Sometimes you, you swear once you'll do it, you swear twice you'll do it. So is that a double, double header or not? So yesh netter besok netter ain't shuba besok shua. You could have a double netter, but you won't have a double shua. Okay, so for example, Omar reini nazar imolcha, reini nazar imolcha. You say, I will be a nazar if I eat this. I, I'm not going to eat that. If I do, I promise I'm going to do a period of naziris. And then you swore it a second time. And you ended up and you ate it. So guess what? You're going to have to do a double naziris. On the other hand, if you swear and you eat, it's only one. Because you can't have a double shvua, but you can have a double nether. We'll have to see what the reason why is. Let's see the Gemara. So Rebhuna here tells us a Kiddush. And now, the, as, as, as often said, when somebody says something that wasn't obvious, the Gemara will spend half a page to see if we can knock him out of the ballpark. Okay. So he understood the Mishnah like this. When is it that you can have a double vowel? You, you swore. The, the question here is when he says something twice, is he saying something new or is he just repeating? So if he's just repeating, then the second one is not double. He swore, if I eat it, I'll be another. If I eat it, I'll be another. Why would you double it? So Rapuna said, You're absolutely right. We won't double it. But if he said, I'll be another, if I eat this, I'll start Naziris today. And if he says, I'll eat this, I'll start Naziris tomorrow. So guess what? That's two different vows. Since it's two different vows, the Migu, since the Mitosev Yom Yaseira, he's going to end up, one of them starts today and one starts tomorrow, and they're at least 30 days. The, the other vow is an extra day. Chal Naziris, Al Naziris. He's going to have to do a double header. He's going to have to bring two sets of Naziris and two sets of offerings and uh, grow his hair twice, and get the hair shaved twice, he got himself in double trouble. It's not a simple overlap. It's not a simple overlap. But if it was, that's a unique thought over here, which, again, because you could let you, we didn't know that from the Mishnah, certainly the Mishnah didn't say it, but that's the way Reb Huna wants to learn. So like Rav Huna, so we're going to have to see, the Gemara is going to want to see if that's, is that, is that provable. But that's the way he learned the Mishnah. When the Mishnah says double netter, you've got to do double, that's only if they're slightly different. But if they're exactly the same, he says no. Shmuel says no. He says you've got to do double. So, but the Gemara is going to pick on Rav Huna first. Okay. So Ula Rav Huna... So the question is, does Rav Huna fit in the words? So Rav Huna, Aratana, since the Mishnah says, Ain shua besok shua, uh, it says you can't make an oath inside an oath. Listen, yesh netter besok netter, ve'en netter besok netter. It should say, a netter also sometimes you can't have a double netter. It really depends. He agrees that if you say something twice, it doesn't work. It just depends on if, if you say, I'm another, I'm another, it's only once. It's, if you say, I'm another today, another tomorrow, then it's twice. So he should speak that out. He should differentiate. That's is, the question. Is this a boo-boo by the person making the netter? Right. So the reality is we always say things that we regret or we don't mean. We always say things that aren't necessary. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're asking, did he really want to be a nuzzer nuz- uh, twice? Yeah, right. right, right. So the, I don't know whether he wanted... Certainly later he regrets. He'd, he'd rather only right. do one. Uh, but the question was, being another is when you say those words, you take on that obligation. And he said those words twice. 
So it's like if you pledge to give the shul a hundred dollars, and then you get up, you say, "I want to give the shul." It's two pledges. And the question is, is whether the second one knocks out the first one. Correct. That's right. So, but Rahuna said it, it does if it's a little different. So the question is, is that is that really what the Mishnah means, or is he forcing words in? So Argumar is saying, like Rav Huna, it should shouldn't the Mishnah say it? Velisni, let it say, Yesh Nadabasok Nether, Ve Nadabasok Nether, it depends. Hareni Nazariom, Hareni Nazamacher, then Yesh, then the second one can Yesh Nether, then you can have a double Nether. Hareni Nazariom, Hareni Nazariom, but if you repeat the exact same words as we turn the page, Ain Nadabasok Nether. So the Gemara says, Kasha, you got a point, that's a difficulty. What's the timing? It, it, it's Right next to each other. Um, it could be, it could be the next day. It could be an hour later. Um, that's a good point. Michael wants to say if you're saying it within a few seconds, wouldn't you say it's the same one? I don't know. That we'd have to see. What do you think? You think that would uh, the fact that it's right the same few seconds that it's the same one? Maybe. In case you didn't, yeah. In case you didn't hear me, that's yeah. Okay. Or you could say that. The following day, he just forgot that he did it the day before. Yeah, so but even if he forgot, he yeah. got himself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. With the oh, following right, right, day, right, right, because right. we had a case where he's making himself a nether today right. and tomorrow. You know, you know when you purchase something on the internet, and they always tell you don't click again, right? Because you click again, uh, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to you're gonna get a double payment. <laughs> so he clicked twice over myself, here. Right. So, he, you know, so here he clicked twice. Mm. So that's the question. Does he going to have to pay mm. twice? Or do we say, well, the second one is nothing new. Uh, you always make sure at least don't use a different credit card because then you can, then you can challenge it because, well, you see clearly it's a double charge. Sometimes, like, it, it doesn't want to take that credit card and it's just, you know, and if you try a different one, you could end up with two charges. It's always best to stick to the same credit card because then at least... That, that same credit card will see that you did it already, whereas a different... So that's really the question over here, but the more answer is kasha. That's a, that's a point. It's not a slam dunk. The question is, Reb Hunas explains the Mishnah that you can have a double netter if you change it a little. Shouldn't the Mishnah have said that? So kasha means, you're right, that would be nice, but it doesn't, didn't have to say it. It's a difficulty. That's a difficulty. It doesn't prove that I'm wrong, it's just a difficulty. Okay, fine. So uh, that's uh, so. This, the, but the more keeps on going. Yesh uh, top line on. We turn the page seventeen B. Yesh neder besok neder vein shuah besok shuah hekidami. What's the case? So now the more is going to attack Reb Huna from a different point. In other words, so again, if we're going to say Reb Huna is right, the case of Nazar is. I say I'm going to be a Nazar today, and then I say I'm going to be a Nazar tomorrow. And so they don't overlap. So you signed up for two terms. Well, the kavase, uh, you have to say a similar case by shvua. So well, how would that work? First you said, I swear I'm not going to eat any figs. And it doesn't overlap, but you said, I swear I won't eat grapes. So wouldn't the second oath be So clearly if you changed if you changed the one from the other, then the second one would work. So just like by Neder, if you say, I'm another today, I'm another tomorrow, it works. By Yeshua, if you say, I won't eat grapes, and tomorrow, you, and then you say, I won't eat figs, it's going to work also. So the question like Rabhuna, that once he says that the case of Nazar is where you changed it, 
why would there be shvua? Wouldn't we also say it it uh, it would apply? Ella hekidami. Maybe the case is like this. How are we speaking? The lo chal Where would there be a case where you could change the second oath and it still won't go on top of the first? He gone to amar First, you swore no figs for me. And then you swore, no more figs for me. So you didn't say anything new. The second one won't be a double whammy. So let's look at the Nazar. I won't be a Nazar. In other words, the, the way it has the case of Shua set up, it's identical. So then the case of Neder has to be identical. But you, Rav Huna, said the case of Neder isn't identical. So this is a difficulty for you. This, the way we express the case for Shua shows you that you're not changing. So how are you going to explain that? Oh, my luck, Rav Huna. Rav Huna says, I can explain that. The case of the mission is, Really, I'm right. The case of the mission is, I won't be a Nazar today. I won't, I'm going to be a Nazar today. And I'm going to take on a Nazar tomorrow. I, what is the case going to be by Shua? First, you swore no figs. And I won't eat figs or grapes. That it won't be the same. In other words, when you swore, I won't be, I'm going to be a Nazar today, starting today. And then you swear I'm going to be a Nazar tomorrow. So since you've added, we say that the second Nazar will fall on top of the first. Whereas when you swear I won't eat grapes, and then you swear I won't eat grapes and figs, he's saying the second oath won't, won't fall. Because, because it has that difference, right? Because it has uh, grapes or dates. So we'll have to explain why, why that would be, yeah. So Rabbi Stein, does that second one super, supersede the first one? Um, is it just if you said no figs, and then you said no figs and grapes? So We're saying by a shrua that it would... Over? So we're saying by a shvua it wouldn't work, but we're in the middle of a question. Are you sure? Vama Rabba. Rabba said Shua Shokotainim, Vakhazam Shulokotainim Anavim, Vokotainim, Vihifish Korbin, Vakhosan Havilea Navim Khatishir. So the way he says it is the second oath, uh, he did swear not to eat grapes. And you can't bring a korbin on a khatishir. But you see that the second oath works. Once you're going to say he can't eat the grapes, so you see that the second oath, if you add to it, does work. So again, this is a kasha on Reb Huna. Uh, um, he swore, I'm not going to eat grapes. And then he swears, I promise I won't eat grapes and figs. And then he eats the figs. So we're saying, well, you can't bring a Corbin because it's a different concept. If you violate an oath, you have to bring an offering. What if you violate half the oath? What if he ate the fig the day before he made that, when he only had made the first? Uh, that, wouldn't be, um, that wouldn't be a problem, right? Unless he, or if, what if he made that declaration together the, the, for the one for the morrow, the day, the, the day before that? Like he makes it, he says, I'm not going to eat grapes. Right. And, I'm not, and tomorrow I'm not going to eat grapes and figs. The day that he made it, mm-hmm. he ate a fig. Why would that be a problem? That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be a problem. So that's <clears throat> maybe I got mixed up in here then. Um, the question is, does the second shvua work at all? Because exactly. he already said, I won't eat grapes. And then he says, I won't eat grapes and figs. 
tomorrow. Well, no, the same day, same day. Oh, same day. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, that's fine. So the question is, so we say he's not allowed to eat the grapes. So clearly, if he can't eat the... Uh, how do I, I have yeah, to make... What sure. about the figs? Uh, first one is a well, so the other is compound. We don't, we don't know if... That, if well, if we're going to say that since he added something, it works. So, um, uh, so uh, clearly the second oath works, even though it's on top of the first. So we have to have a case where the second oath doesn't work. Like Reb Huna, he said, a netter on top of a netter, a nazar today, a nazar today, uh, or a nazar today, a nazar tomorrow works. But a shvua in the same case won't work. And, and our, we're saying, well, if you change the second one a little bit, you see it does work. Creating so, a different case. a different case. Right. So this is a kasha on Reb Huna. Is the reason that you can't bring a korban on Katsushir because you didn't do anything wrong and therefore you're not chayav, or is it a technicality? You have it's no a technicality. Get, you have no way to get kapara now. You have no way to get kapara now. That's right. I mean, there's no no question you can't do this lachachila. Correct. Okay. Correct. You, you can't so, get chetzi kapara. Right. That's right. That's right. You can't bring half a korban. You can't bring half a korban because I did. I. I have violated my oath. I didn't uh, violate my total. Sounds like a politician already, you know. I, I only violated a little bit. No, you know, read my lips, no new taxes. Well, it's sort of new taxes, but okay. Rebhun, I, what's Rebhuna going to do with that? The answer is he can disagree with that. Lo Karaba. So we don't know exactly what he would hold, but that doesn't lock him in a box. He doesn't have to agree to that. So again, Rebhuna's struggling to defend his opinion. And again, his opinion was that if you make a double netter, you're going to have to do double time. But that's only if you change it a little bit. But a shvua, even if you change it a little bit, the second one won't work. And we're, we've been hard-pressed to explain why, what that case would be. Because we were just saying, if you made a shvua, I won't eat grapes, and they say, I won't eat grapes and figs, we do say the second one works. So we're hard, so that's, uh, but he doesn't have to agree that the second one works. Rabbi Stein, we're still going around in a circle over here, right? And the question is, like I asked you yesterday, what's the difference? I mean, to understand this, you know, why is a nether and a shvua treated differently? That's a fundamental question I'm not grabbing. I, mean, I just, you know, and we're saying the nether is treated this way and shvua is treated that way. Well, mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to push you off like I pushed you off yesterday. Let's, uh, okay. uh, let's wait until we've had some more. Um, uh, so I, in general, that's, that's really the question of knowing why one works one way and why one. So um, according to the other opinion, they are identical. According to, um, not Rev Huna, according to, who is the second rabbi? Shmuel. He says the nazar and the um, the the shvua, um, He says that they would be identical. So um, it's only like one opinion in this case that they're different. So you're asking, like Reb Huna, who says that they're different, why is it that you can have a double nether and you can't have a double shvua? Why would that be? So the only thing I would say is. If you want a quick answer, a nether is always about you. So you can, you, on yourself, you can obligate yourself more than once. Whereas a shvua is not about you, it's about a fact. It's about, uh, it's external from you. 
you're saying that uh, um, I promise to do this. So it's not that I forbid myself to do this. I'm making a commitment, and you can't double your commitment if it's already there, unless it adds something. Whereas you could forbid yourself doubly. Uh, but I, I, like I said, I think there's, there's still room for more explanation as we move on. I would just, I would just add to that, that um, based on your explanation, it makes it a little clearer now when you think about in the Torah, it talks about how a husband could be made for the nether of a wife or of a daughter. Mm-hmm. The same thing about a shvua. No, you're right. You're right. So That's right. When you talk about the nether, it's on the person. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ballgame. So uh, that does add clarity. Right. Thank you. Oh, okay. So, but we're still attacking um, a Revuna. Revuna said the case of the Mishnah that um, you can't double it. I'm sorry, that you could double it for a netter, but not a shvua, is where they're slightly different. So the problem really with Reb Huna is why is it, if you're really changing it, why is the shvua not work? That's going to be the problem. So, Mesfei, the more is the question. Misa knows you stay Naziris. Let's say you did a double header. How does that look like? You did, I promise I'll do two Naziris. So you do the first one, Hefish Korban. Now, what happens if uh, you, you go and you thought, I didn't realize how much Korbanos cost these days. Ever try to buy a sheep or a cow? Um, has the price gone up, Michael? I bet everything's gone up, right? Um, uh-huh. So uh, you go to the base then and you said, had I had any idea how much this was going to cost me, I would have never done a second one. And Bezin says, okay, we'll take away your uh, oath. So now the question is, now that you got rid of the first oath, the second one uh, will... Uh, um, will fall into place. Also, Loshniya Brishona. In other words, if you, double, if you double an oath and you knock out one, the second one will replace the first. And so you'll be able to use those korbanas for the, uh, the second oath. So that, that's a teaching that we learned. If you, if you promise to do two and you can knock out one, then uh, you'll still, the second one will fill the place. So what's the case? Hechidami, what's the case? According to you, Reb Huna, the second vow changed from the first. So, Amai Oseloshniya Brishona. How could the second vow fall into place for the first one? Ika Yoma Yisera. There's an extra day. El that's simple, that the case is that you said, It's identical. This seems to prove that the vows are identical because we say the second vow can totally replace the first which implies it was identical, not like you, Reb Huna, who said that the second vow was a little different. So, okay, go ahead, go ahead. so this teaching that if the first vow gets knocked out, the second one fits into place perfectly, only works if they're identical. But according to you, Reb Huna, that they're not identical, the second one won't fall into place for the first one. You'll have to wait another day, and it's a, it's a different kind of oath. So how's Reb Huna going to explain that? So let's, and we're on, on Shabbos' page. So, really, I'm right. He, the second vow is a little bit different. Well, my, when we said the sec, first, second vow falls into place for the first vow, but he's going to have to do one more day. Besides the first day. He, he'll interpret that. It's going to fall into place perfectly plus one more day. He can add those words. Or Or if he did them both at the same time. Okay. We will stop here. Um, the, the extra day is the one you made on the first day? Correct. It's going to last one more day. 
Well, the second oath was, I'll start in Aziris today, I'll start one tomorrow. And so we knocked out the first, so we'll have to do another one. Have a great Shabbos, everybody. Um, I think I'm going to start to record the, uh, another, uh, the, the podcast on Matzi Shabbos. Um, but what I'll do is I'll see if people listen to it or not. If after a few weeks I see we don't really have an audience for it, then I won't go to the trouble of doing it. I stopped doing it when the clock changed because at recording at 11 o'clock, I felt like it was... Uh, anyway, there's no time to... Who's, who's still up to... You know, if you, if you listen to it, you'll probably listen to a different one because by the time it got online, it was late. Uh, so we'll see, see if there's a... Um, I'm speaking to the wrong audience. This isn't the yes, podcast. Yes, I, I just heard you. So yeah. that'll start this Saturday night. Blaine I'm going to start to do it, and again, we'll see if people if it's it's Thank useful for people or not. Thank you very yeah, much. We have our mitzvah on Shabbos, and uh, I would have had no time to do it. So uh, Blaine Nether, I can listen to it. Oh, okay, very good. Uh, have a great Shabbos. Yeah, what, what, what time event would you say would you 